How's it going, everybody? You are listening to Trail Tales, episode number 84. My name is Kyle O'Grady. I am a thru-hiker. I am a peak bagger. I am a huge hiking nerd, as you all know, and this is the podcast where every single week I chat with other hiking nerds about their experiences on the trail. This week's guest is Amy Hunsucker. Her trail name is Slider, and that's because she thru-hiked the Appalachian Trail in 2018, with a plastic trombone and it's just hilarious i feel like in a lot of these trail tales episodes we get like super in depth about like crazy hiking projects and and with all that said slider is still a super badass hiker don't get me wrong but i ask her a lot of questions in this about the trombone like honestly so it's just a very fun and light-hearted episode which i really really enjoyed it was a nice little change of pace so slider thank you so much for coming on when you hear this let's do another episode sometime soon we're gonna get into it in just a second first let me do my plugs you guys know the plugs the instagram kyle hates hiking on instagram go check that out my youtube channel i'm sure most of you know this already or you should if you don't but kyle hates hiking on youtube as well almost at 10,000 subscribers that's pretty cool should be getting there hopefully in the next week or so something like that kyle hates hiking on youtube of course and patreon trail no no no. i always mess this up patreon.com slash trail tales go check that out if you listen to the show on the regular and you want to help support the show i would really appreciate you please checking out the patreon again that's patreon.com slash slash trail tales and folks sawyer is back with the sponsorship that's right this episode is sponsored by sawyer products and what i am about to talk about is some of their international charity work because here's the thing i feel like most people listening to this probably already know sawyer for their amazing water filters or their bug spray their permethrin all that stuff but what a lot of people probably don't know about sawyer is they actually do a ton of charity work i'm saying a like i don't i like it's it's honestly amazing like every time i talk to them on the phone about these uh deals we're doing with the podcast and youtube and stuff i'm always so amazed to hear about this stuff they do so much charity work and what i'm going to be talking about specifically today is their work in liberia with the help of Sawyer's filters, and to be clear, I'm talking these same filters that you and I and so many long distance hikers use on the trail. With the help of those filters, Liberia is going to be the first developing country with clean water border to border in every single household by December of 2020. So there was a study done by research teams from Calvin College that have been tracking the implementation of 100,000 Sawyer water filters placed throughout Liberia and the results concluded that the Sawyer water filters were able to reduce diarrhea by over 90% in Liberia, which is amazing because here in the West, or at least in terms of a through hike or hikers i guess when you get (laughs) diarrhea which is kind of weird to talk about but it's usually not that big a deal like it definitely sucks like i'm sure a lot of people have probably experienced that on a through hike at some point which again really weird to say but it, it, it sucks but it's not that big a deal but in liberia and many other developing countries diarrhea is actually a really really big deal it's it's not safe it's not a good thing and so the fact that sawyer's filters were able to reduce it 
so drastically is honestly just so, so amazing. And in case you want some more details about this study, you are going to get them. The way it worked is in the first 20, almost 24,000 households that they analyzed, 34% of them reported cases of diarrhea, so over a third, that's, that's pretty crazy. Two weeks later, after using the filters, that number went down to just under 3%, and they followed up eight weeks later, and it went down even more, so super incredible. Guys, you gotta go over to international.sawyer.com and read about their work in Liberia and a bunch of other places too, which I will hopefully be talking about on future episodes of Trail Tales. I, I just feel so lucky to be working with a company that does not only make amazing, super useful products for hikers, products I've been using for many, many years long before this podcast, but also just does so much good work around the world using their products in such a positive way. So once again, international.sawyer.com. Go check it out. It's really, really incredible. Thank you so much to Sawyer for sponsoring this episode, for keeping Trail Tales going like this. I really appreciate it. With that said, let's get into the episode. Episode number 84 of Trail Tales with Slider Appalachian Trail Class of 2018. All right, here we go. Episode number 84 of Trail Tales. Amy Hunsucker. Slider is her trail name. What's up? Hi, thanks for having me. You are very welcome. You've done a lot of podcasts. I was just looking through your Instagram. (laughs) I know you've done, was it Hiking Through and Rachel's trail name here, podcast here, that that thing as well. Um, Have you done any? Have you done any other ones besides that? Uh, only one um, called Stories from the Trail. Oh, cool. Oh, my. So, You've like, done. Tara, Voldemort, and I don't, I feel bad. I don't remember the third person's name. But, uh, um, well, I don't remember. Gary? Gary Sizer, that's his name. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't Green remember. Green Giant. Green Giant. And crazy, is, yeah. crazy Larry was on there at one point, too. Crazy Larry. That He's yeah. the guy from the hostel in Damascus, right? Yep, he is. Yeah. Yeah, I, def- I got to meet him and have... Uh, had a bit of a chat with him in person at the hostel with some other hikers. I didn't stay there, but obviously the trail goes like right by the hostel, like on your way out yeah. of Damascus if you're going northbound. For those who t- who aren't familiar, I feel like he was sitting on his porch. Like <sighs> I don't really remember. Th- okay, this this might I might be making this up, but I feel like I have a memory of like walking by there and he was like out there like smoking a cigarette or something, and like he said something to me. I don't remember. It's what very it was, possible. <laughs> I didn't stay there, but two hikers that I was hiking with did, and we we're just kind of hanging out on the porch. And he came out and just started talking to us. <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice guy, but yeah, I don't. I don't really know much about him. Crazy freaking Larry. But yeah, you've done. You've done almost all of them. You got to do a backpacker radio next. That'll be like the final. I mean, I'm sure there's other podcasts too, obviously, <laughs> but like, just just like the ones I'm thinking of, like. Hey. <laughs> You've yeah, me, I know both of them personally, so anytime they want me to come on, I'm happy to do it. <laughs> yes, you should. You should. That's a great podcast. Um, so just, just for those that have not heard your plethora of other podcast episodes, um, why don't you just go ahead and, uh, you know, explain who you are, what you've hiked, and why you're here, all that good stuff. Okay, well, great. Um, like you said, my channel name is Slider. 
I hiked the Appalachian Trail in 2018. I went northbound like most people do. Um, and my trail name Slider comes from the fact that I hiked with a plastic trombone. <laughs> so I have um, like a college degree in music and because I'm currently in grad school also for music. So trombone's a big part of my life. So I just didn't want to go on the trail without something <laughs> you had to bring it. so yeah I, I found my ultralight trombone your ultralight trombone so the real question yeah. is and i'm sure you've answered this on every podcast but or may- maybe not honestly i'm sure you i'm sure you've you've been asked this before how much did it weigh uh, oh let me see if i remember so on the at i had it in a case um which like it's a lot more lightweight than like my nice trombone um but with the case it was like 2.8 pounds Oh, I, oh no! Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know why, but I never weighed it like with the trombone by itself because, like, on my future hikes, I'm just gonna have the trombone. I'm ditching the case, so it'll be a lot more light. Um, but yeah. it was worth it for me to have with me. See, I, I la- wasn't, I wasn't ultra light at all on the AT. <laughs> you know, I, I laugh and like I joke and stuff. It just goes to show that, you know, some people are super obsessed with weight. I'm pretty obsessed with weight. I try to go as light as possible, but like some heavy things are just worth bringing for some people you know it's like especially for beginner hikers that might be listening to this it's like i don't know in my opinion like you should definitely try to like cut some weight and stuff because it's just better for your body but that doesn't mean you have to cut out like every single little thing and if there's an object that like you really want to bring that's not a traditional piece of hiking gear like a trombone for instance uh (laughs) you can still bring that if you really really want to and you can still make it work just like slider did so um sometimes i'll ask people what their trail names are but i feel like yours is <laughs> pretty self-explanatory yeah yeah um yeah well if you hear the name before the reason why it's less so <laughs> oh, okay. um, yeah i've had i think the most surprising thing when i ran into people and they heard my trail name the first thing most people would say oh like the slider like burgers like you eat and that never popped into my mind before until like people would like ask that and yeah. then i like show them this black thing on the back of my pack it's like oh no i'm carrying a trombone <laughs> and everyone pretty much has the same reaction no one's expecting it how funny would it have been if you got the name slider for something completely different than the trombone like just something com- like a complete coincidence and then you can just kind of like pass it off like oh yeah it was just the trombone i don't know <laughs> i think that's yeah funny. well it's kind of going the other way now <laughs> um anytime like i slip or like slide on a trail yeah, like, yeah. it's like oh, it's just another reason for the name slider now <laughs> <laughs> now you can like sl- like trip like that yeah and just or like slide on some mutter or whatever and <laughs> Just be like, oh, oh it's you know, it's, it's my name. Like, oh yeah, trust me, it's happened to all of us. Happened to me a bunch this past <laughs> weekend. Um, yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this: How long into the hike did it take for you to get that trail name? Okay, so I actually got it the year before. Um, I still got it from a through hiker, but my um, mom and stepdad—they're both like big hikers and backpackers. And sometime before 2017, them and another a few others hiked all of the whites but uh, missed a section because they I guess, misjudged it they still had a great time but um, by the end of it they were just exhausted so they skipped one of the huts so 2017 um, it was like an early graduation present for me to go along with them and hike some of the AT up north because up at 
up at that point, I hadn't hiked anywhere above Virginia because I lived down in South mm-hmm. Carolina. Um, so gotcha. Uh, and it was in June or July, but it was right when Dobos and Sobos were crossing paths in the whites. So I met a bunch of people hiking in both directions. I walked with um, one guy for about 30 minutes and told him I was planning on hiking the AT the next year with the trombone. And then he's the one mm-hmm. who gave me the trail name. Uh, his trail name was Billy Goat, not the one, not the famous one, just like another old man <laughs> named Billy Goat, but he was um, he was really cool. And uh, yeah, so I had it the entire time, which is weird starting off that way because most people were going by the real names and the first few days yeah. I was introducing myself as Amy and then oh but my name is Slider but my tail name is Slider gotcha. <laughs> so it took a while before I just I was, went by Slider. I was kind of the same way like I already had my trail name before I started the AT as well um, so yeah I was I think I just went with Narnar from the start but I don't know what was I gonna say <laughs> okay so <laughs> I'm sure you've been asked this a bunch too but like how what did it look like when you played it? Like, I guess, I, I, scratch that. How often did you play it while you're actually, like, on your thru-hike? Uh, I'll be honest. I didn't play it too often. Like, no more than every few days. Like, I went, I would go, like, a week without playing it at times just because, like, especially once I um, started getting in better shape and could do more miles, the last thing you want to do was, like, spend more time up using energy. Mm-hmm. And the trombone takes a good yeah. amount of energy to play. But um, it, I think especially in the beginning, because I started in early March. So it was really cold. And um, 2018, I guess, was just a really cold year for this for a lot of AT uh, Nobo hikers. So it was cold for a long time. So there'd be a lot of people sitting around a fire and then... One person would be like, hey, Slider, you should play something on your trombone. Everyone comes in (laughs) and (laughs) around people, that's usually how it happens for me or like at a hostel. Um, But I think most of the time I played it, I'm just like up on a cliff or view by myself. And those are my favorite moments with it. Gotcha. That was going to be my next question was like, but like I don't even know how I would have phrased it because I still can't phrase it but like how like how would you play it and you pretty much just answered I was gonna try to make the distinction between like playing it around other people or did you play more by yourself or or all that stuff but I I just think that's so yeah. funny like yeah it's a bit of both I could just see <laughs> I actually got a free a stay at a hostel for playing my trombone for the owner oh um, in, where, um, where? in hot springs it's laughing hearts hostel um, okay okay yeah. yeah i mean i was tinting but um i was still i didn't have to pay money to stay there so that was really nice <laughs> it's like a work for stay but it's like yeah. a play play for stay oh, I, <laughs> that's so yeah funny. well men- funny you mentioned work for stays um in the white mountains i actually uh, i did three work for stays i had a tra- trail family at that point but they were ahead of me because i had to stay in the town of lincoln an extra night to wait for my shoes to get to the post office because the ones I had were a thousand miles in and falling apart. So I had to wait. Mm. And um, so I was hiking by myself through most of the whites and uh, three different, well, three different times. My uh, job at for work for stay was to play my trombone in the morning to wake up the guest. Oh, that's so yeah. funny. That's so much better than scrubbing dishes right. and shit like that. I, I did do. <laughs> do some sweeping and um, cleaning dishes, but at one of them, I think it's Gail Head Hut, my only job 
was to play my trombone to wake up the guests. And it was great. <laughs> That's so fun. I bet you the, the crew at the huts loved that shit. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I only did one work for stay and I had to like clean a bunch of stuff and I, i'm like complaining about it but like obviously like they fed us and let us stay for free and it was like in the clouds too so yeah. it was like super epic nice. so i shouldn't complain too much it wasn't that bad but um probably not as much fun as playing a trombone <laughs> to to wake people up how wait how how long did you have to play it for was it just like a a quick like yo get the hell out of bed or was it like a rip on that thing for like fucking i don't know 10 minutes in the morning like no. how long did you have to play for? no i think it was like 30 40 seconds long and then um the, the crew told me like what to say after i finished playing it's like breakfast uh everybody wake up or like good morning breakfast is at that's 7 a.m awesome. <laughs> yeah i have a video of it that's um yeah that was my favorite one at galehead hut where that was my only job and they told me to actually yell at the guest afterwards <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they let me do that? I could have, like, made some fucking noise and, like, woke everyone up like a douchebag. <laughs> I'm sure it wouldn't have been nearly as as, as uh, entertaining as a, a trombone. Yeah, I don't think anyone, be- like, they might have been mad at first, but when they realized what it was I was playing, they were too surprised to be mad at me anymore. Yeah, right. They're like, somebody hiked this in. Little did they know you hiked it a lot further than just into the hut. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I have so many questions about this, like... Did anybody actually? I don't know. This might this might offend you. Hopefully not. Did anybody ever like not want to hear your trombone? Did any, anybody ever like get mad or be like passive aggressive about it? Like stop playing your fucking trombone. <laughs> like I'm trying to just go to bed or whatever. Not that I ever heard of. I mean, I never played it super late. Like I was, I was... right, and I wasn't trying to <laughs> insinuate that you were like you know ripping on yeah. that thing at like fucking midnight. In <laughs> yeah, the I know. Of the shelter, oh god, but... <laughs> no. I'm a very religious follower of Hiker Midnight. So once it gets dark, I would go to sleep. And if for some reason, like I barely had my trombone out that late, anyways. But if I did, like I'd be the one go off to sleep. I'm a morning person, so I have no problem going to bed early to get up early in the morning. Gotcha, gotcha freaking trombone i'll be honest i don't even know like i don't even know that much about like like i know what it looks like i know it sounds like one of those horned brass instruments but i don't really know much about it beyond that um (laughs) were you like (laughs) i don't know did you ever like think about this is a dumb question did you ever think about like just not bringing it or was it like were you always like i gotta have like some sort of instrument and like it just it just made sense i mean i did kind of think of it um but I ended up getting the um, the shorthand for it's just P-Bone, short for plastic trombone. I ended up getting it for free from um, just a band director friend of mine that I like looked for him, taught some of his students. Um, and he just had one sitting around in his band room for years. And when I told him that I went to buy one for my hike, he said, oh, you can just have this one. So that was... <laughs> That mean that really sealed the deal for me. Gotcha, gotcha. And here's probably a, a a better question. Did you slightly better? Still not very good. Did you ever think about getting rid of it while you were actually like on trail, like or not getting rid of it, like you know not carrying it anymore to save weight or whatever? Especially since it sounds like you weren't playing it like every single day and and maybe not playing it that much. I don't know. Did you ever? come to a point where you were like thinking about that or was it just like t- too much pride like too much fun like it's your trail name your identity obviously and you're just like no nah, i can't get rid of it yeah i mean i guess if you want to call it pride then sure but no i never considered sending it home uh there was one That's point awesome. in the um smoky mountains where i was like 
trying to figure out a way to um, attach it to my backpack without the case because the case is a lot heavier than the actual trombone. But um, I, that was a huge failure, so I just dealt with it the rest <laughs> of the time. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Did you ever, like, jam with anybody else that was carrying an instrument? I did. Um, so <laughs> some of them didn't go so well because I'm more, like, classically trained <laughs> or, like, orchestrally trained on my instrument. So, like, I love sure. jazz, but, like, improv isn't much my thing. Um, something I'm trying to get better at, but um, I think the, my favorite jam session, I guess, <laughs> was with, um, a, I think she was, no, she's a flip-flopper, or she was just like doing a section or a lash, I'm not sure, but I met her, we all, I stayed with her at the Yellow Deli, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, she was, Classic. yeah, she was hiking with, her name is Sale. Um, she was hiking with this like old antique recorder, I think it was. Um, and like it was really cool. Like it was a pretty big size, like still made of wood. And I think like she got it from a professor who like told her like take it on the trail, play it out in nature. <laughs> and she basically <laughs> taught me this song from Do you know the Chronicles of Narnia? No, no. <laughs> it's, I mean, I've heard yeah, of it. Yeah, I mean, it's but, a book and then uh, like no, a movie. I, uh, I guess the movie didn't do so well, but um, I still liked it. But there's a lullaby that the like half person, half goat or something, Tubness character plays to make the youngest girl, Lucy, fall asleep when she goes, gets into the world. Um, so like she taught me that. And so like I played the melody of it and she played like the drone notes underneath and um it was it was a lot of fun because we actually got a video of it and this other hiker uh d'artagnan he put he socks on his hands and went behind a tent that was hanging up to dry and did sock puppets behind it while (laughs) we were playing and so i had to turn away from him because i was laughing watching him and unfortunately we did get a video of it but for some reason the sound isn't working so like you can still see it you can see him doing the sock puppets but you can't hear anything which is too bad that was that was a really nice moment gotta use your imagination i guess yeah (laughs) um when did you so oh you know you said you started in march at some point uh when did you finish because i was i hiked in 2018 as well i'm just curious if we like cross paths at all no i started i've was uh, I think a month or two ahead of you. You started in May, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I started yeah. March tenth, and I finished July thirty first. Okay, so yeah, yeah, you were, you were way ahead of me because I was in freaking oh god, where was I? I was just out of Virginia on July 30, 31st, So yeah, that's funny. It's it's crazy though. Like I've had a, I've had some guests before, like way back at the beginning of the show, maybe where it's like we we definitely past each other because like one in particular this guy was going southbound in 2018 and i was going northbound so like we know we passed each other at some point but yeah. like we couldn't we just like couldn't and to this day even after our conversation like for the episode we like still just couldn't figure out where we passed each other but yeah that's no funny. i have that's um, funny. i met this one guy after the at um his trail name is dine and dash and he was kind of like uh, in time with me Although um, we never met each other on the trail, but we started within one or two weeks of each other and then finished with one or two within one or two weeks of each other. Um, we definitely like crossed paths at a few different points because like we've talked about it before, but we just 
never actually ran into each other. Which would have been cool because mm. he was hiking with the ukulele, so it would have been nice to play with oh. him. But um, we, yeah. yeah, we met um, because this. So after the AT, I moved to Colorado, and he was kind of just driving around and stopping in different places to hike. And I just ended up running into him on a hike because the other girl I was hiking with had an AT tag on her day pack and he saw it and came and talked to us. And that's when we found out that we were very close to meeting each other. It just never happened. Oh, it's, it's so, it's like such a small world, honestly. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. Yeah, but now um, um, we're trying to, we're hoping to hike the Continental Divide Trail next year together. Nice. With one other. Yeah, so it should be great. Nice. So I may or may not be also thinking about possibly maybe kind of sort of doing the CDT next year, perhaps, maybe. Um, <laughs> what direction do you think you're going to uh, go? I'm going south. I've talked to a lot of people um, who have hiked it and like just stories from people who have heard about others who have hiked it. And from what I've found out, Sobos have a lot more fun. You see a lot less snow. <laughs> and um, as long as you can beat winter down south, you're good to go that's very good to hear because i was also thinking about going sobo for those same exact reasons and (laughs) it's nice to hear somebody else with the same like thought process but also i'm in school i'll graduate next year in may um but going sobo lines up better with like graduation for me um Mm -hmm. so it just all pointed to to that like i'm fine not ending in glacier i'm perfectly fine starting there <laughs> yeah that's like the one downside you know it's because like finishing like on the border of mexico is probably not as yeah. <laughs> as cool as finishing in glacier yeah. but oh, well. i don't know it definitely it definitely like it just i feel like it just makes more sense logistically and i'm not like a cdt expert so if anybody <laughs> has a reason why nobo is better i'm i'm all ears too like i'm happy to hear it but uh i don't know it just seems like just seems like Sobo is the way to go. Yeah. I've also heard, and this this is definitely not confirmed, but I feel like I've heard people say that if you go Sobo, you don't hit Colorado in like peak thunderstorm season either, which I do not like thunderstorms at all in, in, in Colorado where there's like a lot of exposed terrain that would yeah. definitely scare the shit out of me. So I know you could oh. probably still like, I'm sure you'll still get some, <laughs> but like. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, Actually, you'd be a good person to ask about that because yeah, you fucking live there I've now. I've been stuck in one thunderstorm on a 14er. Happened pretty recently, actually. Um, mm. Thankfully, there wasn't any lightning, but the thunder was right over our heads. And like that's the most scared I've been on a mountain because there's also a hailing on us. Thankfully, like small hail and with our hoods up, we were fine. But overall, that was the most scared I've been on a trail. And yeah. there was nowhere we could go because the, yeah, I mean, we we could like see clouds coming in partway up the second peak we were doing. But we were like, okay, we're already this close. We have to keep going. I don't want to turn around. So we got up there and we have to go back down a saddle and then back up it's like 14,000 feet almost before we can like actually get down and when oh. right as we started going up that last part which is also super steep has no no cover anywhere of course because it's up so high uh that's when the hail started and the thunder was like right above our heads and it was really loud <laughs> that scares the hell out of me honestly like oh 
I don't like to think about that. Um, <laughs> roughly, I'm thinking maybe like September would be like a normal time for, is that right? For a CDT hiker, Sobo, to be like hiking through Colorado. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel think like I've I'm, heard that before. I've been thinking of be like wrong, an though. early July start time for the CDT for next year, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure. I haven't thought that. I haven't that much thought into when i'll probably be in colorado <laughs> anywhere else yeah i don't know freaking lightning and thunder i don't know do you have do you have any advice for dealing with that in colorado like specifically um, i know like you know the the traditional like oh there's no safe place outside like try to get not above tree line but i don't know is there any <laughs> this is this might be a tough question because i'm honestly not sure there's much else you can do but if, if beyond just like the conventional wisdom um, in terms of lightning yeah. is, there, is there any other like t- tips or tricks or whatever i should know for that yeah just like watch be wary of the clouds storms move in fast uh they don't typically last long which is really nice <laughs> um That's especially good, yeah. when there's like a thunderstorm when you're up high and exposed um it's very likely like we could on the CDT you could get at a point where um, there's a thunderstorm coming in or it's already there and you even as much as it sucks you just have to go back down and get cover because Mm -hmm. obviously it's just not safe up there like I know I mean a bunch of people I knew who hiked the CDT last year that happened multiple times for them um, oh, that's got to be so frustrating yeah. on like a through hike. Yeah. This one thing, if it's just like a day hike and you're like, oh, whatever, I'll just come back another time, turn around yeah. early. But like on a through hike, it's like the last fucking thing you want to do. And I'm sure you know this yeah. is like repeat miles, you know, yeah. like, oh, I hate it even just like backtracking like point one to like go to the water source or something right, like yeah, that. Me too. Like, oh, that's brutal. That's brutal. Yeah, that and but I think I the biggest the thing I'll be worried about going Sobo is just beating winter in Colorado and like Southern Colorado and even like New Mexico, because Mm -hmm. at least Northern New Mexico, it's still up around 8,000. I think even some places, 10,000 feet. So like, you're not safe once you're out of Colorado. Yeah, true. True. I guess once you make it out of like Northern New Mexico, then you're probably, I mean, it'll still get cold, I'm sure, but at least you won't be like up super high. And I think that, I I feel like that's, I think like the terrain gets a lot easier, so you can just crush miles to the end. Right, right. You can just kind of like rip it at the end. That makes sense. Yeah, I still honestly, I'm not sure if I'm gonna go for the PCT or the CDT next year, but pretty sure I'm gonna do one of those. Yeah. Maybe sort of, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perhaps. I really want to finish so, my triple crown with the PCT, so I'm ready to get. Why is that? I feel like most people do it with the CDT, but um, I've heard just the PCT is just. A completely different kind of scenery a lot more open than the AT I still love the AT um, like I hate hearing PCT hikers say that they don't want to hike the AT because they think they'll get bored uh, for me I never got bored I never got the Virginia blues or anything like there are days that like kind of droned on but I still like the views inside the trees especially once like everything started turning green and it wasn't cold anymore um, but PCT just sounds like a beautiful one to finish with that isn't crazy intense in the wilderness like the CDT is. Mm-hmm. 
I agree with that 100%. That's actually very similar to what I'm thinking. Like I said, I'm still not sure which one I'm going to do, but that's definitely something I've considered. It's like, yeah, because most people finish on the CDT, I feel like, or a lot of people do anyways. And so it'd be kind of cool to switch it up. And I also think it would be kind of cool to get what most people say is the hardest one out of the way rather than saving it for last. You know, I, I almost feel like maybe this is just getting too cocky and ahead of myself, but um. I almost feel like saving the PCT, which a lot of people say is easier than the CDT for last, would be kind of nice. Because then it's like once you finish the CDT, you're like, okay, you can do anything. No, I just got to like crush the exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because or it's like if you go do the PCT next, it's like great accomplishment, but it's like shit. Like it's like one step up each time. Like now I got to go like finish on the hardest yeah. one. But I don't know. At the same time, like for someone like me who has never hiked out west, um. <laughs> going right into the CDT might be kind of a bad idea, probably a bad idea, but shit, I don't know. There's there's trade-offs either way, you know? No, people do that every year. Like, I mean, as long as you do your research and know what you're getting into, be fine. Yeah, but like another way I see it as is like the AT, it's awesome. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, It's definitely the hardest one physically because of how steep it is, but everything else is super easy. Like, logistically, mm-hmm. you don't have to plan oh, at so all. Easy. I never sent any boxes, like, food boxes ahead. I always just get a hitch into town and come back. And that getting hitches was super easy, too. The CDT, it's going to be so much harder. Because if you get a hitch, it's going to be a lot longer and less, like, less options to choose and from. And how about, I know I said, and I know I said no no covid talk but just for a second like i feel like covid's gonna make things harder to hitch too so it's like gonna be even harder to hitch on an already like hard trail to hitch on so yeah. that's not yeah definitely that's not great yeah i still have to see how great. things um continue for next year or hopefully don't what's like the best <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully not what's like <laughs> i was thinking about this the other day again i said no covid so i'm bringing my own rule <laughs> here but um what's like the <laughs> For like a mask like while you're hitching like because i feel like you want to show people that you're like taking it seriously but you also like can't just cover up your face either because like a big part of hitching in my opinion is like showing like a positive facial expression so that just like instinctively they like trust you more or whatever so it's like how do you navigate that do you just like put the mask like down below your face and then so like they know you have it and they know you're like taking it seriously but then like you could they could still see your face like i don't fucking know like it's i don't know it's, i have it's unprecedented i have not thought about that at all but that seems like a good way to go with it like have it around your ears and just pull it under your chin so they can see you have it um i mean it and could then, like pull it up yeah. when they stop or yeah, whatever i guess I you know. never know yeah. if someone like actually cares about the mask or not because they're both people um but, yeah, exactly. And yeah. then the, I guess you could wear a buff. That'd probably be the best thing is just wear a buff because then it kind of fits with the hiker vibe yeah. anyways. But then it's like, oh, you know, you can use yeah. it as out of Maybe know. like if anybody br- bring an extra buff that I'm not sweating in every day. Yeah, right. I don't know. If anybody has any tips or tricks for hitching in these these times, then I don't yeah. know. Shit, let me know. Well, one of the but, guys um, in my anyways. trail family is on the CDT now, Sobo. He started two three weeks ago so you can find out from him how it's going yeah i'm curious to know honestly um especially with the hitching yeah yeah because like that's such a important thing and i feel like that's the thing that's going to be affected the most by this at least for now yeah but i don't know Um, (laughs) and 
Yeah, Stupid. there's also, um, I don't know if you've heard about the Strawbridge family. Like, they're hiking the CDT. I think. No, I haven't. Uh, I think they're the same. I think, you know, I think they're smaller than the Crawfords. Um, I think there's four mm-hmm. kids. I'm not 100%, but um, I've, uh, I'm curious to see, like, how they do hitches. Like, if they have people just, like, call, going up in, um, bringing stuff to them. Or, I don't know, it's got to be a lot harder for them to do the CDT than the last one they just did. Doing the CDT with a family? That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, doing any through hike with a family is crazy, but damn. Freaking... Dragging your kids through like grizzly country, <laughs> holy shit! Yeah, I know. I, That's um, fucking nuts. <laughs> I met the Crawfords on the AT, and at, they got to a point where, like, the dad, then most of the time, it was basically like just him carrying the youngest, the two-year-old. Um, and then it got to a point where I guess they were like, "Okay, well, I don't have to carry him all the time. The older kids are going much faster than us." So, like, he started handing off the um two-year-old to like the older kids to carry and take turns with that and that seems like Mm -hmm. good for them but um thankfully like strawbridge family doesn't have to deal with anyone too young (laughs) so like everyone can walk on their own did when you met the crawfords like did the kids seem like into it yeah were they um, about it they seemed fine with it um i think the youngest girl maybe i haven't i don't want to like speak for them but I've just from of what course, I've yeah. heard, maybe like the youngest girl might have been struggling the most, but for at least my interaction with them, they all seemed to be enjoying themselves out there. This was around well, Pennsylvania, so it was a good deal into yeah, it. Yeah, they they were balls deep at that point. Yeah. Um it's like I don't know. I don't know how I feel about families. I'm not I'm not a parent, no. so I feel like I don't no, really have that I think much both of them, this issue, they, to be honest, but. I know the Crawfords homeschool their kids, so like it works out well enough and um I know like they're very open on the videos and on social media and they're very much about like if anyone just absolutely didn't want to be out there anymore, then they would get off because they were doing okay, everything like as a family. So yeah, um, I honestly don't know very much about them. Did they hike? They hiked in in our year. Yeah, was it? what? Or yeah, was the year before. Yeah, I met them on the trail while I was hiking. Oh wait, oh no, shit. <laughs> I just said that. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I honestly don't know much about them. Probably partially because I was hiking while they were you know doing their thing. I know they still make content now. Yeah. I've I mean they finished you know, in August, like, so checked, they were but... a good deal ahead of you too. They started yeah. one of the first like March first to second, I think. So they were way ahead of yeah. where you were. Maybe I should have one of them on the show. Shit, I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like I don't know anything about kids. Like I, <laughs> I'm not a kids person, so like I just I feel like I wouldn't know what to like what to ask. And honestly, I still don't know how I feel about like I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, teach their own. They seemed really nice. Like they were all really nice to me. And when I met them. Like, well, the first day I met them, they were, like, taking a break, and, like, I said a few things, and they kept going, and then I saw them again mm-hmm. the next morning, um, because they went to this one area on a road, because one of the followers wanted to bring them food, which they did. They brought them, like, a big breakfast, and I walked up and got, like, the scraps left over that the kids didn't finish, um, <laughs> and, uh, talked to them for a little bit longer. I met a bunch, some other through hikers who I would see a lot down the road i don't know if you ever heard of the degenerates 
No, no I haven't. It's another trail family so. with like a name and a thing that they go with, but they were all really cool. Degenerates. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're awesome. All I love those degenerates these. <laughs> were so cool. <laughs> no, I love these guys. Um, and yeah, I actually ended up in one of the Crawford family's videos because they asked me oh, to play cool, my trombone cool. for them and they all oh, seemed nice. okay with it, I guess. <laughs> um speaking of the trombone back to that uh what are you gonna do differently or if if anything at all um on your next through hikes with in terms of the trombone yeah so i don't plan on getting super ultra light but i do have plans for i've already lessened my load um my like my weight a good bit like so i have a new backpack that because i was using an osprey before and it's nice i still have it but it was a 65l much bigger than i needed um mm-hmm. so now i have one from it's a company called elemental horizons uh it's a much smaller company but my mom got a backpack from them and i tried hers out and i really liked it and the biggest thing for me is that the side pockets are huge so I can actually fit my trombone in both side pockets and then I still put water in it. And so, which means I can like ditch my case at home and the, the case. Yeah. yeah that's the case. So that solves that problem. Nice. And I bought a new tent that's um, a little bit lighter than the one I had before. And it's easier to set up and I can set it up without the inside of it getting wet. And that's, that'll make a huge difference for me. Um, mm-hmm. That's like the most I've done so far but I am trying to lighten my load. I've considered doing cold soaking. I don't know if I'd actually want to do that or not, but at the very <laughs> least, on the AT, Me I carried either. a jet boil, and which is the heaviest <laughs> thing you could carry for like yeah. a nice stove. So if I don't decide I want a cold soak, then I'll probably get like an MSR, just one of the smaller ones. Yeah, yeah, I feel that, I feel that. Um. You can use your trombone to keep the the grizzlies away like when you're hiking through Montana. <laughs> yeah, shit. that's what Just people fucking... always say, but it's always on the back of my pack whenever I see a bear. So oh, it's useless. Oh, no, you're going to have it holstered, <laughs> just like your bear spray. Like you get your bear spray on one hip and then your oh. trombone on the other. You see a bear, and you just like start ripping on that shit. That'd yeah, so I never funny. played it for um. bears, but I played it for other animals. It's like on the... What? A, what oh, you... What what animals? I gotta so ask. on the AT you see a lot of cows because you walk through a lot of cow pastures mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. cows like music. I seen I saw videos of people playing <laughs> music and even trombone for cows and like they seem to really enjoy it. So I told myself before I started that if I see a cow, I'm gonna play it and see if it works. And it did. Every single time I saw a cow, <laughs> I'd play my trombone. Doesn't matter if it was raining like the weather was awful i stopped and played my trombone for them and it was great i loved doing that that's so funny <laughs> and then um, so funny. i also played it for the ponies in grayson highlands um <laughs> uh, so like before i saw any um i this was the one time i actually like hiked with Mat- with the p-bone out of the pack um and i was with like my whole trail family most of us were walking together that whole day and i was just i wanted to be ready to go when we saw any ponies and as soon as we did like i started to play something and they did not react the same way at all one of them <laughs> they didn't like it as much as the cows. one of them walked up and tried to bite the slime <laughs> so as soon as that happened oh no yeah, that's as so soon as that happened i just put it shit. away because i didn't want them to break it that's hilarious that's hilarious yeah but it's oh mostly my god just yeah cows. what if you broke it 
it did what break. What would you do if you broke it? It did break. It did um, break. Okay. Just because okay. the way I had it attached to my pack, it, I had the case kind of um, on there pretty tight so that it wouldn't swing around. Um, and maybe like I threw it down on the ground too hard or something. I don't know. But after climbing the priest, coming down the other side is when I first noticed it. Like I took it out and the tube that where the bell is, it just broke clean in half um but i had some luco tape on me so like i patched it up and then when i got to town i got some super glue um glued it together put more luco tape on it and i had to redo that a few times but for the most part it was still okay no like that's yeah, good to hear. I think the biggest thing as long as the slide doesn't go tape on the freaking yeah. oh that's no it's so still funny. there that's so yeah. that's literally the most hiker trash here like <laughs> You get a blister, you put some Luco tape. You break yeah. your trombone, you put some Luco tape on it. That's so I mean, good. As long as the slide That's doesn't so get a dent or like, or as long as it doesn't bend, it's okay. Because as soon as the slide gets a dent in it, like I can't, you can't move it. It's impossible and it's plastic. So like, I don't think there's a way I could fix that. Let me ask you this. God forbid, if it were to break and render the thing unusable, unslideable, <laughs> Um, would you get another one in the midst of a through hike? Probably. I know you don't want to think about this. I know this is a bad situation. <laughs> no, I've thought about it. Um, I would definitely try and get another one. Honestly, I want to come. I want to contact the company that makes it, Jigs. Oh, get a sponsorship. I, that's seriously something I've been considering. Like, I'm getting to the point where I might like email them soon and say, "Hey, I'm doing this thing. You should. Again, can I yes, have a it. bone for free?" <laughs> Because the one, the other one I have, it's still broken. Like it'll work fine, but it still has the Luku tape around it. You should, you should email them. Like companies, especially uh, like non-backpacking companies, I feel like they love that yeah. stuff. I like. This is totally different, yeah. but I I bought this random hat off of eBay. This like it's called Carl's Cotton. Like I was just looking it. for a hat before my through hike. Yeah, and. I just found this like random like little tiny little eBay vendor who sold hats. I guess his like grandfather had like a cotton business in like the 40s or some shit. I don't know what it is. It just says 1940 on the hat. But um, I hiked the whole AT in the hat and then I bought another one afterwards because it was absolutely destroyed. And like I told the guy when I bought it, I was like, oh, yo, you know, I, I your hat traveled the entire length of the AT. And he thought it was so cool. He sent me like I, I, I ordered one hat, but he sent me like two hats nice. and then a bunch of other stuff too like he was really excited it, it, it had nothing to do with this like podcast or <laughs> social media no, or anything like, I, didn't, I didn't plug any of that he was just like stoked about it so i don't know um different obviously different products a a 20 hat versus i don't know how much strombo costs but you know it wouldn't hurt to ask <laughs> right. is my point especially if you tag them in some instagram photos yeah. or something the shit. only thing know. is these plastic instruments they're pretty much like just for kids because they're lightweight and like with kids starting to play like brass instruments, they're made of brass, like metal, so like they get heavy. I still remember when I first started playing trombone, my arms would get tired so quickly. So um, these plastic ones are pretty much just for kids, so I'm not sure how they'd react to a 20 plus <laughs> year old calling and saying, hey, I wanna, I've done this with the plastic trombone already, I wanna do it again. <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't it's hurt it's to try. worth it. You should yeah. you should do it. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to try. That's that's so funny. Uh I don't even know. Like I don't even know. 
I think that's awesome, honestly. It's like, weight is important, again, obviously, but like, that's just fun. This is just a fun episode of Trail Tales. <laughs> like, I feel like, I mean, I'm usually not a super serious person, but on some of these episodes, like, you know, we're just getting deep into, like, hiking nerdy stuff, and it's fun to just, like, take a step yeah. back and be like, yeah, fucking hike the trail with a with a trombone. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't even have a question. I just think that's awesome. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, tell me tell me about your trail family. <laughs> totally a question that I came up with on my own. Um but it sounds like there's some some interesting some interesting stories there. Yeah, so oh there's plenty of stories. Um try not to talk too much, but um so No, talk too much. <laughs> okay. It's a long form podcast, please. Okay, so um well I had met some of them in Georgia. Uh, we weren't really a trail family at that point, but about five of us were kind of, we kept pace with each other since Georgia. And then Damascus is where like all of us ended up meeting. And it kind of started off with, um, his mean, I was hiking with the trombone. So like people would come up to me, like find out who I was and say, oh, I've heard about you. You have the trombone. Um, which happened <laughs> a good bit. And so like this big group of people came in and some of them um, saw us at like this restaurant and I heard them say, I heard like someone say like slider over at the, at the table. So like I knew like they wanted to like ask. I think someone came over at one point, um, but we ended up getting invited to a party at the old mill in Damascus. Um, I think it was someone's birthday there and I'll uh, leave this name out because it doesn't <laughs> uh, go well after that <laughs> for this guy. Oh, but um, like he was really cool when I first met him, but it just kind of went downhill with him after Damascus. Um, but it was like his, <laughs> yeah, it was like his birthday <laughs> party. Um, so like when we actually got there, it was kind of late. So like things were already going, but they had a ton of, you know, hiker snacks, a bunch of cheap beer going around. So it was a great time. <laughs> and we met all these <laughs> other people. And when we were in Damascus, I took, I think I had hiked 10 miles into it. And that was my, I guess, Nero day. And then I took two zero days while I was there. And a lot of people oh, nice. took zero days because the weather was just awful. I think my first zero day, it was um, raining and super cold. And the second day it was snowing and super cold. And then the day after oh, that, the sun came out. So everyone left on the same day. And all of us who, most of us that were at that old mill party ended up at the same campsite, at the same shelter. And um, like we all just bonded really well. And we all had plans on like staying at the same place after that, going into town on the same day. So that's just kind of how it all got started. Um, and then, so this other guy that this way he started to kind of go downhill from us is he um, liked hiking with smaller groups and we were probably around 18 at that oh, point. Shit. <laughs> it didn't stay <laughs> that big for long. Yeah. That's crazy. So we were, we were some, ahead yeah. of like the main hiker bubble, but we were our own bubble in itself just because of so many of us who like we didn't necessarily hike together throughout the day but we always ended in the same place and then this one guy he just obviously understood he's very introverted he didn't want to be around all these people so he started hiking ahead of us and 
And um, after a few days, we started noticing he would write in the trail logs, beware, a horde is coming, and other stuff like that. <laughs> um, but oh, So we damn. basically took our name from that <laughs> and called ourselves the Northbound Horde. And yeah, we just oh, leaned right God, into it. Never saw him again. <laughs> um but yeah that's so funny we got some drama on trail i mean not really but no. kind of drama no, on trail it, it was all that's, good that's he, funny. i'm i don't know what happened to him i hope he finished it but <laughs> the rest of us a lot of us stayed together 10 of us finished um on katahdin together oh wow but there was oh, um, a little awesome. bit of Damn. time where we kind of got se separated uh in duncannon i got off because i was going to a wedding and I was gone for like classic. eight days. Yeah. The classic reason right. to get off the trail for a week. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then I think some people were like meeting up with family or got off just for a few days. I was the furthest one back. Um, but I, everyone was hauled back up by Vermont. So like I was the last one to catch up and I just crossed the Massachusetts border, went into town we supplied in the first shelter in Vermont is where like we all finally reunited again. And nice. Yeah. So um, it was a good group of people. I think the funny, I guess funniest way I've heard people describe us before they actually met the trail family is uh, when I got back on the trail after the wedding in Pennsylvania, I was, put right in the middle of the flip-flopper bubble. So I was seeing a lot of these people hiking north um, who were like at a pace where like I was back in Georgia. But <laughs> apparently these people had already heard about us. They had already heard about the horde and um, not a lot of good things. <laughs> so I guess rumors uh, run rampant on there. Some things true, some things not so much. We were a big group, so we were loud, but we'd still um, like when it gets dark outside, we'd either like be quiet, like some people would still keep drinking, but for the most part, we'd be quiet and go to sleep um, once it gets dark out. Um, I definitely did like to like, I guess, party, like have our drinks when we went into town. Um, my uh, birthday on the trail was actually really cool, but it was only like that because of these, uh, because of my trail family, it turned into like a three day event with all of them um because the first day <laughs> my actual birthday we hiked 33.3 miles which was the first 30 plus mile Damn. day most of us had ever done before and it was well like done. raining half of the day and we were exhausted at the end but it was great at the end of the day uh the shelter was full but they saved the spot for me in the shelter like as a birthday gift and it was really sweet i wasn't expecting that at all but um that was really cool. And then like nice. all day, anytime they would see me, they like just yell, happy birthday, Slider, every single time. And so it was just super <laughs> sweet. Um, but we did such a big That's day awesome. because we, were, we wanted to get close to Woods Hole Hostel. And we stayed at Trimpy Shelter, which is about seven miles from the hostel. So the next day we got to the hostel, um, took a Nero day, relaxed, and my mom actually called the hostel and then paid for my stay and paid for like Aww. the smoothie I got while I was there and the dinner and the breakfast. And yeah, it was really nice of her. And because she told the owner Neville that it was my birthday, she made chocolate chip cookies 
<laughs> and then bought every oh, she actually so made one for everyone in there and every single cookie had a candle on it <laughs> that i had to <laughs> blow out um but it was really nice and then the next that's day awesome. we went into parisburg and that's where we had our drinks um one of the guys sanny he got a cake from the grocery store across the street from the motel we were staying at and got the um i guess cake artist whatever they're called to draw a picture of a trombone and it said happy birthday slider <laughs> on it so like they're all really sweet nice. for that and this is all three days that's before awesome. like <laughs> for my birthday so it was really cool that's a that's a huge trail family dim yeah, yeah. that's that's awesome yeah, that's like, a lot that's of so sweet for your birthday <laughs> Um, now that we're on the on the story the story train, um, did you have one that you prepared specifically for the end of the episode? Uh, yeah. Well, I was trying to decide between two. One is short and kind of more funny. The other one, it's a bit longer and happened to someone else, but kind of happened to my trail family. Uh, um, let's go. Let's go funny. Let's, this has been a this has been a fun episode. Okay. Let's, let's let's do funny. <laughs> um, well, my one of the guys in my trail family. Oh wait, no, wrong story. It's the other one. Okay, so funny <laughs> one. I was attacked by a grouse. A what? A grouse. A grouse. I didn't I feel like I should know what that is, but I, don't. I didn't know what it was. Um, but basically, what happens is oh, okay. yeah. I just googled it. I I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it um. I couldn't see anything, but I could hear it. And like other hikers would hear it too as being super loud. And I'm pretty sure it was like, it was a female and there was a nest right on the trail, which is mm. why it was so agitated. Um, but basically I could hear it. I didn't know what it was. I didn't think anything of it. So I kept walking and all of a sudden this thing just comes falling out of the sky. This is up in the tree somehow <laughs> and lands right in front of me and starts, um, charging at me thankfully i wasn't like actually attacked i guess <laughs> like it would just charge at me and i back up so like it would and then it would back away um but this happened for like two minutes before it like went off the trail and i could uh get by like this wasn't a part of the trail where i could just take a circle around it there was no way off of the trail at that point right there <laughs> um but yeah <laughs> that's that's pretty much it i think one other person had the same thing happen and most people just heard it i never heard i never heard <laughs> or seen a grouse before the only thing i was thinking in my head is like what is this giant turkey doing why is it attacking yeah. me it looks like a well, well small turkey uh it looks like a small turkey and that's all i had yeah, and then uh, we ran into a section hiker at the next campsite and she said that it was probably a grouse and yeah that's what it was so funny all right i think that's gonna do it slider um thank you so much for coming on here again i apologize for all my scheduling nonsense yeah, i'm glad no we were worries. able to make it happen now you can add another podcast to your resume <laughs> as well yeah um You'll just have to get on Backpacker yeah. Radio um, now. Just out be, of curiosity, uh, the other story, I don't know if you ever heard about the fire that happened on McAfee Knob. No. no. Tell the story. We got we got a little okay. bit of time. Tell the story. I'll do like a quick version. But like one of my trail, the guys in my trail family got kind of famous for it. But most of us, we were like up ahead of it. But as we were hiking up McAfee Knob, um, one person, like he was like, he thought he could smell smoke, but no one else really could so like we didn't think of anything of it 
we went up on the knob, uh, took our pictures, and then hiked back down. Uh, one one guy, he was a bit behind us that day, um, so he was the last one out of trail family to go up it, and so there was actually a fire, <laughs> and um, he was hiking up it, um, and he was around the Crawford family too. So like, he went up ahead of them and. There's a bunch of smoke. He could see the fire. It wasn't super close, but he could see it from the trail from where he was. Um, but mm -hmm. I mean, being a through hiker, you just want to keep moving. So he kept going up yeah. until someone started running down from the top and said, you have to turn around. It's a fire. It's not safe. Go back to the parking lot. So he went back down and um, he actually got a few of the kids who are ahead of the rest of the family in the Crawfords to turn around because they didn't know what was going on yet. So... Um, when he was going back down, the fire, I mean, fire moves so fast. Um, yeah. It was a lot closer. It was basically over the trail at that point. So um, he got super lucky with that. Um, but he took a picture of himself, his trail name Stylo. He had like the buff over his face because of the smoke. And he got a little, that picture got shared on like hiking um, web pages and about any like newsfeed about the um about the fires few of them showed his mm -hmm. picture um he ended up spending the night with the crawford family because some a trail angel offered to take the family in for the night and they told him to come with them so it's like he basically Aww. saved the kids from the fire um yeah so that was crazy some people waited around for it to open back up again uh, some people just skipped it and were hoping to be able to go back and do it again. But that was, he sent us the picture when we were taking a break on the other side and we had no idea that it was that bad. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't hear about that. I mean, obviously it was before I went through, but damn, that's crazy. I hope it, I hope it all worked out. I hope everybody was okay. Yeah. I don't think um, anyone got hurt from it, thankfully. That's good. That's good to hear. Yeah, that, that stuff's crazy. I, I really don't have to worry about fires up here in the Northeast. So whenever I hear <laughs> stories about them, especially out West and stuff too, it's just like, ah, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid fires. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, uh, Slider, thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having Why me. Why don't you here. go ahead and plug your, of course, of course. Why don't you go ahead and plug your social media, anything you want like that? Uh, sure. So um, Instagram, my uh, username is trombone and hike and just spell A-N-D. It's <laughs> super simple. I um, also have a blog also called tromboneandhike.com. Um, I kept a journal and I wrote in it every single day on the AT. So I've just been going day by day and sharing what I wrote in there, plus like extra details oh, I nice. remember. I haven't done anything nice. with it for a while, but I'll probably start that up again soon since I'm at the point in it where my trail family starts hiking together. <laughs> so it's a nice, <laughs> it'll be nice to get back into. But yeah, that's, awesome. um, yeah, just Instagram and my blog, both trombone and hike. Cool beans. Thanks for listening, everybody. And thank you to Patrick for editing this. And yeah, have a good one, everybody.